You're listening to Two Tape Decks and a Mixing Board, a podcast about life through the lens of music. B-Sides! Random thoughts, musings, and outtakes from the creative minds that bring you two tape decks and a mixing board. Alright guys, so I got a question for you too. We're all music fans here, right? It's true, but I gotta be honest, every time that you say something like, I got a question for you, <laughs> there's a part of me that kind of like, oh my god, what is this gonna be? Because it's both anticipation and maybe just a little bit of dread. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Hit me with it, man. What is it? Okay. Uh music by decade. I'm gonna give you two decades and you gotta pick which decade if you could only listen to one decade of music, what would it be what would it be? And we're pitting the seventies against the great nineties. For the rest of your life, you can only listen to music from one decade. Are you picking seventies or are you picking the nineties? That's a good question, man. That's a hard question to answer. Joel, do you want to take a stab at that? Uh, that so that is a great question. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so 70s versus the 90s. Um, I, I have to say that this is a relatively easy one for me just because I am such a product of the 90s that um, I, you know, I listen to the nine. I, I listen to like 90s music basically every single day of my life. So I don't think I could live without it. I mean, I and oddly enough, I would even say a specific year range of of 95, 96. I would even just take that over over the entire decade of <laughs> of, of the 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 seventies. No, but uh, I uh, yeah, it's got to be nineties for me. I think not only because of the you know, stuff like, you know, Pearl Jam, Weezer, Smashing Pumpkins, uh, but also like uh, Nas Illmatic came out in uh, in the early 90s, which is just such a fantastic um, ah. hip hop album. Um, and there's just I don't know, there's just a lot of amazing stuff in that is happening for me in with like 90s music. And then, of course, you add the nostalgia factor in there. And it's just it's kind of a no brainer for me. Do you realize the '90s now would be considered considered oldies? Remember when we were going up, growing up, oldies stations were like twenty or thirty years old. Ninety '90s are oldies music now. It's true, it's, man. It is so true. Uh, so I'll never forget. This was a couple summers ago. Obviously not not summer twenty twenty, but um, so summer before that, we were at some pool, and um, you know everybody here is from St. Louis, so. KLOU 103.3, the oldies. Yep. Yeah. They were, that was playing at the pool. And um, I think it was, uh, it was Uptown Girl was, was, mm-hmm. was, was, was on the oldie station. Uh, and then followed, I think, closely behind by uh, Break My Stride. Wow. Uh, so, so I, I, I realized uh, then and there, cause I, you know, I don't listen to a ton of local radio, but I, I realized then and there, I was like, you know, I, I'm just, uh, I'm an old, I'm an old guy. Well, here's, <laughs> here's something to put it in context for our listeners. Cause I love this. Okay. If Marty McFly traveled back in time from 2021 to see his parents as teenagers, do you realize he'd be going back to 1991? 
Think about that. So he would walk into a cafe and smells like teen spirit would be on the jukebox yep. would be on the, on the in-store, you know, loop. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> um, and so, okay, okay. So I want you, I, I know you guys haven't answered yet. So, but I want to put a pin in this. There is a, uh, remind me, say, Joel, you wanted to mention something about the, the nostalgia. I don't know what they could, some, some kind of nostalgia quandary. So I, we got to get back to that, but you guys shoot nine 90s versus seventies. Sam, I'm going to let you go next. You know, I, I thought about this uh, while we were talking about that. And, you know, I'm obviously a product of the nineties myself. If you had asked me in the nineties, this question, I definitely would have said the nineties, but I've always kind of had this nostalgic uh, streak. And I, at that point too, I don't think I would have even chosen the seventies because I would have thought of that as like a boring era. But I've been educated since then, especially since from collecting vinyl and hanging out with other musicians, I would have to go with the 70s because I I feel like for for me, it's like this treasure box um, from a songwriting standpoint, because there were so many things happening at that time period. Um, You know, Outlaw Country was beginning. You had all of these singer songwriters that could make a living off of this thing. You know, guys like Jackson Brown, amazing artists like Joni Mitchell um, were at the height of their powers during that time. Then you had like these unknowns, like, um, well, slightly unknowns. They were more regional, like Towns Van Zandt. You know, uh, Nick Drake, you know, would have been um, selling, you know, 10 records (laughs) a year at that point. Um, and then you dig into artists like Fleetwood Mac and you see just like not only what they achieved before Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks joined the band, um, just amazing stuff with like when Peter Green was in the band and then what they evolved into is just incredible. Um, uh, the Kinks, um, you know, that was like the birth of heavy metal music. All of that stuff happened during that time period. So it's like the more that I dig into it the more i find something i connect with that actually was influencing music that was written in the 90s was people looking back to towards the 70s so i'm I'm, gonna have to go with that only because i feel like i'm still discovering stuff you know what i'm saying i'm sure that could happen in 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 the 90s too but like i just every time i dig through a crater records i find something from the 70s that just knocks my socks off well, I'm torn on this one, too, because growing up, I thought the 70s were passe and boring, and I was very uneducated about the 70s. I mean, you had the Eagles, you had Zeppelin, you had some great Sabbath albums. Yeah, I mean, just it goes on and on and on. But for me, I don't think I could live without my 90s music. I really feel like I'm still discovering the 70s. But I'm, but in some ways, I'm still I'm rediscovering the 90s on a certain level. Everything other than the Beatles, everything that I wanted to do with, you know, like uh, Metallica's The Black Album was 1990. And that that influenced my sense of what heavy metal should be. And our, that's where all the metalheads go boo hiss to me. But uh, but I mean, like Rage Against the Machine, uh, the like Dr. Dre's The Chronic, uh, Oasis, What's the Story Morning Glory? Pearl Jam, 10. It goes on and, and on and on. Okay, computer. Yeah, Soundgarden. Soundgarden. Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, so if I could, if I if I had the ability, I would take half the 70s and half the 90s and make a sandwich, but I didn't I didn't allow us to do that. Uh, well, that's not fair, man, but you know. No, I'm, I, not, I'm, not going to, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But if I could, I would like to, but I've got to go with the 90s. I mean, uh, but 70s is almost tied for first i just want to like you know when joel when you were talking about 95 96 i thought that that was Mm -hmm. a great time period to pick 
I just want to real quick, just like, what are the records that came out in 95? Like, there were so many good albums. Just like, list them. Boom, boom. What is it? Yeah, so uh, what uh, immediately what comes to mind is like Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Yep. Um, Absolutely. Jagged Little Pill. Uh, Jagged Little Pill would have been, yeah, 90, 95. Um, uh, let's, but I mean, there's one interesting thing about the nine, 90s and, you know, very similar with the se- 70s is that you had these, you know, uh, it was still the it's it was still the time time frame of the one hit wonder right so you had all these just incredibly amazing um, songs and even even though they were part of incredibly amazing albums we we know these artists mostly from you know these one songs I, I mean I think about um, like screaming treat was their big single during that time period that oh uh, through. I, I, I uh, screaming I nearly lost you right screaming trees. That, yeah, I think that sounds right. We should double check. Um, but uh, one one of us, uh, the, that Joan Osborne tune. Oh, that, great! That was tune. That's a- and that's a, a, a fantastic album. Uh, Rel- Relish was a fantastic album. Um, you had you know uh, uh, Natalie Merchant. You had uh, Carnival. Uh, you had that Donna Lewis song, "I Love You Always and Forever." Um, you know th- that's. I mean, a lot of these have a, a place in our kind of our you know. Uh, formative years but you but they were really great songs and um yeah i don't know alternative music was like a new hip thing right Uh, what 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 the hell is alternative like uh, exactly i think think that was when uh the single i think early in the year 95 i think is when one headlight by the wallflowers dropped i want to say that was early on in that year it might have been late 94 but that i you can categorize in that time period because i don't think it took oh yeah took flight until 95 well, Joe. Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, exactly. Um, Blues Traveler, I think Hook was right around that time period. Like, really great singles were coming on that time period. Radio was still a thing. Like, it wasn't like totally corporatized at that point. You said before we go that that you should say something about a nostalgia thing. Bring it yeah, back. So I've been, I've been really uh, interested in this like nostalgia paradox. Uh, that I I don't know if you guys have have. Uh, looked into this or thought about it at all but when sam when you mentioned sort of uh that back to the future how it would translate to to modern day in terms of going back in time um there's been this sort of paradox where in order for us to be nostalgic we actually have to travel further back in time uh in our minds than generations before so um i'll give you a, i'll give you a fantastic example of that um so you guys know the uh you guys know the um the film american uh, Gra- graffiti right yeah. sure george lucas okay you guys say yep do you have any idea when that when that was released i know it was in the 70s but it looks like it was from the 50s am i right so it was released in 1973 uh and then uh take a guess as that that's what takes place over a couple nights in one specific year so give me the year where when you think that it takes place 54 sam what about you i was thinking it was closer to around the turn of the decade between the 50s and 60s i was thinking like 1961 it takes place in 1962 wow wow so so that film is made as a look back from only 11 years before. And um, if we look back 11 years from 2021, it's, it's not, 
it's probably not very much that we're really interested in in having nostalgia about, right? So right. this paradox is that nostalgia actually is is longer ne needs to be longer for uh, in in this sort of modern age than it did in in previous generations. I just find that very fascinating. I mean, I grew up with a, a landline. I grew up with a phone uh, on the kitchen wall. My dad grew up with a phone in the living room. My mom, you know, all our our parents kind of grew up in the same kind of space, relatively speaking, that we did. And then, of course, it seems like, I don't know, after 2000 and, of course, the advent and just the, you know, the the, the hugeness of the Internet, of course, that just changed everything. But I just find that really fascinating. I thought I just thought I'd share that. I love it. That's a great point, man. It's so it's a, it, it's something that people don't really think about. You know, I kind of sometimes I lump nostalgia into like great marketing because it's like it seems like every decade is like looking back towards the previous one. Um, but it is true because you think back from, you know, 10, 11 years ago from today, you're talking about like 2010, 2009. Doesn't seem like that long ago. Um, but for, you know, kids who are 16 right now, that seems like like the 70s were to us. Right. It was like that was ages ago. I want to tell yeah. one quick funny story. A friend of mine has three boys and we were hanging out and I had a super soaker water gun that it wanted. It's one of the original super soaker fifties that I got when I was like 10 or, or 10 or 11 years old. The and 50 was, was the, uh, the, the green one. Exactly. It was the, it was yeah. like bright <laughs> yellow and green, the original super soaker. I loved it so much. And I, I held on to it. And so uh, this was, I don't know, maybe like, 10 years ago and um i took it out and i was showing it to him he's like this is so awesome and he like yells this is the oldest kid who was probably like 10 at the time he yells to his uh to his brother he's like hey come out here and check out this old-fashioned water gun <laughs> <laughs> and that was the moment awesome. for me. i was like okay that says it all right there <laughs>